Welcome, everybody, to DoorTunes, episode 83. We are closing in on that 100. Um, <laughs> welcome, everybody, again to this week's episode. And I'm really delighted for this week's uh, guest. Um, I'm very honoured to have them on, on, on the show. I guess I'll get you to introduce yourself. Uh, my name is Peter McConnell. I've been writing uh, music for games for 30 plus years. And uh, uh, I love what I do. And we love what you do too, in fairness. <laughs> <laughs> um, you've done so many iconic games over the years. You've done Psychonauts, you've done Monkey Island, you've done Sly Cooper, you've done Star Wars. Where did it all begin for you? Um, well, the, I guess the, I guess the, uh, the sort of, uh, smarty answer to that is by being born. Um, I, I've always loved music and, mm. uh, and, uh, you know, I was, I'm told I was singing before I could talk. So, um, uh, you take that, for, <laughs> you can, you can take that for what it's worth. Um, and, um, but, uh in college you know you know i i, I learned to play instruments in high school and and, uh -huh. uh, and studied music on my own a little bit and in college uh i had thought i was going to be a, a physicist uh do something technical like that okay. and uh, had kind of conversion experience uh in, in electronics class where i realized that really i was spending a, i was much more bummed that my guitar was sitting Un, unused un, un, unplayed for a week um uh then i was happy that i was doing all those physics problem sets so um i changed my, i changed my mind and went on a long path and uh i guess the long and the short of it is after school uh uh well i took some time off came back graduated in music after school i uh got a job um uh programming so still had my technical side for lexicon mm -hmm. which makes uh, uh black boxes that musicians play their instruments through mm -hmm. and uh, i did that uh and played in bands for a while and then i had this opportunity to join my friend michael land at uh, lucasarts and that job involved all the whole all this time and it was like i really want to do music that's all i want to do mm -hmm. but how to do it it's always a you know it's always a, a bit tricky. Um, so I had this opportunity to uh, uh, come out west and um, and work in um, do programming and composition for LucasArts, which I thought, well, there could not possibly be a better job than that. I mean, someone's actually going to pay me <laughs> to uh, write music and come up with the system that we wow. have music on so, so i was very lucky that way um to to have that opportunity and that was uh and you know that was about 30 then that was that was uh right we're really already 30 oh how, yeah i guess i was in, in 1990 um ooh, i'm dating myself um <laughs> i was so, 11 <laughs> uh <laughs> so um, and I think when I first got interested in games, the reason I, I thought it was such a cool opportunity was that was um, in um, in college. Um, uh, I, I went to Harvard and uh, 
sort of the Harvard MIT, uh, there's kind of a um, there was well, there's this game called Zork that was yeah. that was uh, written by some guys at MIT, and kind of all the geeks in 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 uh, you know Boston Cambridge area would knew about Zork and you know mm. how many points had you gotten Zork and that sort of thing, and that was like my first in and also the PC that the personal PC came out right when I was graduating. So there was this, um, there was this, you know, kind of games were this little boutique kind Mm of niche that, that really only nerds knew about, you know, like Zork, that kind of thing. And, um, but they were, but they were cool. And, um, so I was really into, especially sort of story driven games. Um, and so when I had this opportunity to uh, work at LucasArts, I saw my first graphic adventure. That would be in 1990 when I sort of saw my first graphic adventure. I was like, wow, what is this? I mean, you, the little guys can actually walk around the screen and see, this is a long time ago. Um, yeah. And uh, so uh, I worked uh, with uh, my colleagues, Michael Ann and Clint Pajakian and, and um, Michael McMahon, who's a programmer uh, for the uh, system that we worked on and for, for about a decade. Um, mm-hmm. and I learned a lot and I scored, you know, uh, uh, a lot. some games that you made. Monkey Island, uh, was one of the proposals on that's really Michael's main, uh, uh, gig and full throttle and, and Grim Fandango and, and, uh, uh, several star Wars games like TIE fighter and X-wing and so on. Um, and you know just had was very lucky to work on some of these Mm. really great early titles um grim probably being the one that really was uh, you know uh, most special for me because it was my first opportunity to really work with some some uh, fantastic live musicians and that kind of that just made i just wanted to do nothing but that yeah once once i was doing i totally uh, so I left Lucas in, in, in uh, 2000 and uh, went out on my own uh, and uh, did a sort of a startup with Michael um, uh-huh. that was a tech startup um, and was supported it by writing music for games, which is not the way people usually do things. <laughs> uh, and I'm, um, I did I, uh, Sly Cooper and, and Sly 4, I'm sorry, Sly 2, what if that would have been and, and the first Psychonauts game. Um, that's when I did those. And just since then, I've done a lot of, a lot of games. A lot. Yeah. Lots of, you know, lots of different um, publishers and, and the developers, um, most of which you've mentioned. Um, mm. Yeah. And what would be kind of, um, if you could choose one, I know it's difficult to, but like kind of the one that you remember most when you were recording, the kind of one that you really, really enjoyed doing like the most, and the one that you kind of sit back now and kind of go, love that of all the games that you've kind of scored. Never, never, never ask a guy to pick his favorite child. <laughs> it's like picking his favorite child. <laughs> um, I will say, generally speaking, it's always the one I'm working on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I always love it because I always feel like I'm working. I, I always feel like I'm uh, doing my best work. Like I, I hope I'm always learning, right? Mm-hmm. So that means the 
whatever I'm doing now, I hopefully I'm doing a better job than I was, you know, yesterday. <laughs> and um, so, so uh, you know, the my favorite game that I'm working on right now, it, it, the fa my favorite game is the one I'm working on right now, which I can't mm -hmm. tell you about. Yeah. <laughs> we love NDAs. <laughs> but, but I, you know, obviously Grim Fandango's gotten a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of love and respect over the years, which is, you know, feels really good. And uh, yeah. I think, I think Tim, I, I, I'm going to speak for Tim Shaper. Uh, I think it has a special place in his heart too. And mm. that's, that's certainly one, but, but they're, they're, um, you know, Psychonauts and Brutal Legend and, and Sly Cooper. And I mean, they're just, they all have just things for, to me that I just think are wonderful. Yeah. Hearthstone, yeah. Which, which I continue to do, um, is, is just a wonderful uh, uh, scoring opportunity. It, uh, just a lot of creative uh, freedom and, mm -hmm. and uh, it's just a wonderful, um, a wonderful uh, uh, you know, thing to do. Bit of work. And do you think, uh, this is a, a new thought to me, actually, um, which I'm going to ask everybody else from now on. Do you think you'll ever stop uh -huh. composing? Uh, well, unfortunately, we all stop at some point. <laughs> uh, but, you know, you know uh, no, I don't I don't think I will. I mean, I, I'd, I'd like to, uh, you know, someday... Um, spend more time camping than i am composing you know yeah. that's a uh, but i can't imagine not writing music so uh in whatever form that yeah. might take and, uh, and the only uh, reason i ask is because every time i speak to someone who's a composer you got to look at people like you know austin austin wintry he never stops he is like a machine you know and he's always got like loads of different projects on the go. And it just blows my mind how you guys can do things like that. And you can kind of go, okay, that, that's that game. And that's how that sounds. And that's that game. And that's how that sounds, you know, and never the twain shall meet. <laughs> yeah. Austin's a good friend and a, a, you know, fantastic composer and, and yes, and a very busy guy. Right. Um, <laughs> and I think, uh, you know, I think we do stuff kind of cause we have to, I mean, and it's not just you know because you have to pay the bills it's because it's what you do it's like you wake up you in the morning it. and you make it yeah so so there's and and in, and in terms of you know keeping the one things separate from each other you mm -hmm. know and, and in other words like you know there's a you know psychonauts should not sound like sly cooper or or mm -hmm. um or hearth um or or connectables or um uh that's that's part of the that's really part of the fun that mm -hmm. each each project is has its own world mm. um and, and part of part of the sort of creative joy is creating that world and making it special for itself yeah. um and of course you're gonna you're, you have a style right uh, everybody has a style everybody has you know a bag of tricks or whatever and when, mm -hmm. that they use when they're working but but uh to me um i just love I, one of the things i really like is 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 carving out a space and saying okay this is my garden and you know i'm not stepping out of this garden and, and uh, when you're composing for different games do you approach them differently um I have a pretty similar working style on 
on all projects. Um, uh, but uh, and that working style is um, I try to work with melodies as soon as possible mm -hmm. and as early as possible. Um, I do a lot of like humming into my iPhone. I used to be humming into a handheld cassette recorder. You're not the first person to say that. <laughs> and, uh, and the challenge of that, of course, is, is, is you know, it, it sounds like when you first come up with it and you're humming it into your iPhone, it sounds like, you know, Beethoven's ninth. You're like, this is the best thing I've ever done. And then next day when you listen to it, you hear, ah, 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 and you can't even tell what it was you were seeing. And I, I've learned at least, I've learned at least to snap my fingers so that I know where beat one is um, <laughs> when I'm doing it. it but it, you know, but it, it is really that seeing just being the raw melodies for me are, mm -hmm. are really, uh, uh, they're the first thing. Everything's built around that. Everything's built around the theme for me. I mean, that's not mm -hmm. the way, that's not the way all music works, but it is the way my music works. And um, so, uh, uh, that, that sort of, you know, humming the melody or writing it down in paper. Um, mm -hmm. I occasionally do that too. Um, uh, and then coming back to it later and going, Hey, you know, that's, that's, what was I thinking? Or, Oh, that's kind of cool. Um, yeah. and it, it, take, it takes a little, it takes a little perspective, right. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm to to really come up with a theme that that works um mm -hmm. and so that's certainly the process i used on grim that's a process i used in psychonauts um i do that with hearthstone which is a very different um mm -hmm. a very different uh, title um, and uh you know in that case what i'll do is i'll sit down because it's very guitar based mm -hmm. uh sit down and play my guitar and hum and and record that into an iphone and, and see if i like you know what i hear you know the next day or a few hours later or whatever and have you ever got but to a yeah. point sorry have you ever got to Go a ahead. point where you've created a theme and then you, you walk away from it the next day you come back and you go actually that's awful scrap that and, and, and start again uh yes usually <laughs> it's usually it's a comparison usually it's like there'll yeah. be this and that and, and then i'll then you know whatever scroll through them and play them and like oh that's you know that's totally threadbare or you know that's mm -hmm. just whatever uh but yeah absolutely uh and you know one of the most important things about composing i think is decomposing which is throwing stuff out like you know you you get uh, and and this is especially applies i think to a later stage when uh, i tend to get a little complicated and so there's a, 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 as I'm going through a piece, I'll, I'll, I'm constantly going back and throwing out the, you know, cleaning up the dirt, throwing out the stuff that, that, um, I don't, um, uh, you know, I just don't think is, is, is helping. Mm -hmm. And now that you said that when you do your music, do you ever, when you finish a project, obviously that's done and dusted. Um, do you ever go back to it? Like say a couple of years later and listen to your old stuff and kind of go, hmm. Not bad. <laughs> yeah, uh, a couple years later. <laughs> uh, uh, sometimes it's it depends. Um, you know, with a with a with a uh, continuing project, um, there you know, if some if something's like a big behemoth, you know, that took five years to write, 
say Psychonauts 2, right? Yeah. Um, uh, it's not, it, it, it's like you kind of have to get some distance after you're done. Although what I really, I do really do enjoy playing the game with my kids and hearing the, and hearing it that way, right? That's awesome. But, uh, but to sit down and listen to it, which is what it's meant for. So, I mean, um, but uh, to sit down and listen to the music, that's, that's, um, it's not, you know, it usually takes a little space for me to mm-hmm. get back to it. And I'll, and, yeah. yeah, and usually I will. Oh, gee, that's better than I thought it was. <laughs> It's it's just funny because I spoke to um, John Hillman recently. Uh, I emailed him, and he was saying that he's listened only very recently to his soundtrack for that Dragon Cancer, and he said it's still quite difficult to listen to because of um, his connection with the family and the music itself. It's I think it's, for me, it's one of my favorite soundtracks of all time. It's really really beautiful. You know, well that that the sort of um the the emotional connection mm. i mean when i listen to music i'm listening to it as music but mm. a particular song make um you know intense experience i've had and that's a li- little different you know that yeah. that um you know or i'm you know if i wrote a uh if i wrote a piece and and it was during some family fight or something like that mm. i might i i'm like oh geez that's the piece i wrote when it was yeah, yeah. or something but i'm quite uh, i'm quite emotional well, well. you know that's pretty that's a pretty subtle effect for me honestly um yeah. uh with it, it's much more powerful to say it, regarding say like uh music i listened to in college that was not mine Mm-hmm. But my music, I put so much work into it that even if it, even if there was some, uh, and it's and and normally actually, I'm kind of I'm kind of wandering all over the place here, but uh, I, I, it's it's interesting, like because it, it gets into a deep subject, which is you know what what is music like? How does it affect you? Why do you react to it? Mm. Uh, and you know a lot of um, a lot of. Uh, the music, a lot of the memories for me that are beyond the music itself, itself or the context, uh, uh, they are there. They're part of the music, and they're usually they're usually pretty happy ones. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, like there used to, there's a piece in, in Broken Age that um, uh, was written about a character Merrick who 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 appears to be a wolf, right? In the, mm-hmm. in the early part of the game and uh we actually at the time we live we live in a sort of semi-rural area and at the time down down the down the road from us we had a uh one of our neighbors actually had a, a real genuine wolf wow and uh the wolf's name aku for ice cream that's a it's inuit for ice cream and um, big white wolf, very imposing animal. Dude walked it with a, you know those, you know those ropes that you climb up to the up to the yeah, top yeah, of the yeah. gym on. That was basically this wolf's leash. Okay, he had, a, he had a rope like, uh, and um, and a wolf is, you know, you see pictures of them on TV, but uh, they're really uh, they're so much, so much bigger 
and more uh, important than any other canine. And uh, the, so this, this wolf used to howl at night and it had this beautiful, I hope I recorded it somewhere, it had the most beautiful howl. And we, and kids and I would do it. Uh, and uh, and uh, so when I wrote this song, it actually had that wolf's howl in it. And, and uh, my kids learned to, to sort of sing it and, and kind of played it together. So there are a lot of, uh, there are a lot of things for me that, that um, if I listen to the music, yeah, that, that it comes all back. Like if I were to listen to Broken Age again, all the stuff my family was doing then uh, would, would uh, come back in a really pretty awesome way. Mm. And that's lovely, Lanhang. That you know, that's really important that we all have that kind of connection with music in some way. You know, I'm quite emotional when it comes to music, so there are particular tracks that I might play or that come on that um, trigger, you know, an emotion within me. Um, for example, one of my one of my best friends, he was buried. Um, he unfortunately passed away many years ago, and he was buried to a piece of music from Halo Two. And every time I hear it, it used to make me really upset um, because he's gone. And now it makes me smile because I'm remembering him from that. Right. So. right. Well, yeah. That's, you know, that's the thing. Music, it touches us uh, deeply and, and, and the way it does so evolves um, yeah. you know, over time. And, yeah, definitely. You know, um, like, for example, um, Jess... Uh, Curry, she sent me the soundtrack for Everybody's Gone to the Rapture and uh, before release, about six weeks before. And then there were two pieces on it that made me cry. And then I played the game and there were two parts in that game that made me cry. And it was the bits without music in it. <laughs> Those pieces. That, that, that is just a magnificent score. Uh, she, yeah. she is really quite uh, quite an artist and a craftsperson. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. That score was my favorite, my most played album for six years straight. <laughs> for good reason. Yes, definitely. Um, thinking about your music now, obviously, you know, years ago it was different. Now you see the massive surge in um, vinyl sales and particularly video game music on vinyl. It's just become this massive behemoth, you know. I think it's amazing, you know, but it's a really expensive um, hobby to have, so don't pick it up. <laughs> what do you think about being able to see, like, your music out there like that? Well, see, I grew up in the age of vinyl. I mean, for me, yeah. for me, music, uh, and, and when CDs came along, I think a lot of us, you know, who were, like, musicians who, like, we're like, oh great, I'm making a CD. I really wish I was making a record, but I'm making a CD. Um, because records, a record, you open it up, it's got, you know, like you get some <laughs> Yes album. It's got this amazing airbrush art on the outside. You op you open it up, and and uh, and uh, you know, you see all, there's all this care taken, and and mm -hmm. the and the lyrics. I think the lyrics actually got worse. Um, uh, at, in general, lyrics got worse uh, because uh, on a CD after vinyl went 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 away for a while because on a CD you just lean. Where's the licks? There, there they are, I suppose. And and uh, 
you know, with, you know, with, a, with the exception of maybe REM, um, mm. they're not even worth trying to figure out anyway. But in the old days, uh, you know, you had this, you had the, the, the big record jacket that, that might have the lyrics on them, the lyrics inside, and they're all the musician credits. And who is Bob Clear Mountain anyway? He mixed this thing, right? And all that, and, and all that is a, a way of saying, that, you know, vinyl was something that was, it was an artifact. It was something you could hold. It was something that, that was big. And, and uh, I've got a whole bunch of it over there. Um, yeah. and, uh, it takes up space on your, on your shelves. And every time you move from one student room to another, the biggest thing you're going to move is your massive collection of records, which you're carrying in these little crates everywhere. Why did you do that? Because the music was worth doing that for it. it the music it, it, vinyl was a, was a expression of the value of music and society that, um, people were willing to devote that space and effort and physical actual yeah. um, you know strain to uh to uh have mm -hmm. and so you know so how do i feel about vinyl coming back great well now i get to make records just like i wanted to when i was a kid um and uh you know and i can open them up and see the credits well i know all the credits anyway but it's still cool yeah um and uh it's somehow like it just it's uh it's kind of interesting that um cds are kind of dead mm -hmm. uh because they because there's nothing really a cd is going to do for you that that uh, that a um digital file somewhere on a disc can't yeah um and uh, so uh, boy do i have a lot of those i need to get rid of um oh yeah i, but, I did that many years ago and, it, and of course it's, it's cds you know uh, speaking as an audiophile um yes uh, digital music sounds better uh, I'm, I'm um you know if you have a really really great uh uh i mean technically speaking it sounds better you get a broader broader dynamic range you have a broader uh a frequency range um but but especially for rock and roll um it was it was played it was invented and played and recorded to be put on vinyl and so mm. when you're hearing say a, a, a japanese half speed master of abbey road which i have um you're really hearing the music the way it was <laughs> meant to be heard if you have a decent system uh and that while that is technically not as amazing sounding as the um as the uh, you know the digital version you can get somewhere on, on an also played on the decent system it is it's kind of hard to explain but it's it 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 feels better because it's you're hearing you're hearing what was meant to be heard originally and you're and you're also going to there's just something about the the um the uh ritual of picking up a record putting it on mm -hmm. it, it, it takes effort you know and so I, you know whenever i play music I was just gonna say whenever I play music for my kids, uh, uh, I always play it on a vinyl. You know, it's, it's <laughs> here, here, like this is Jimi Hendrix. Here, check it out. You know, this is <laughs> um, this is Don McLean. Uh, this is uh, this is Joe Walsh. Um, anyway, they're they're uh, and yeah, you're right. It's ridiculously expensive. I'm just glad I have all my old vinyl from you know 40 years ago. Honestly. Um, 
and because uh, <laughs> I would not be getting, I would not be staying twenty five bucks a pop for no <laughs> more in some cases. Yeah, it's like the more and things. That said, please buy my vinyl for twenty five bucks a pop. It's really <laughs> awesome. <laughs> please. <laughs> I have a big thing for um, color vinyl. I love it. I just, I really love it. When mm -hmm. I see something coming out of color vinyl, I'm like, mm, have to have. So, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, I have one... used to be quite that. <laughs> one final question for you. Um, stick, sticking in the last maybe 10, 10 years, make it a little bit easier. Is there any particular game soundtrack that you've heard that isn't your own that you've th sat back and thought, Um. Uh, yes, Moss. Jason Graves. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Jason Graves. I think. I, I think. I think all. I think his work on Moss and Moss Two is just. Yeah. Uh, stunning. I really like that score a lot. And there's yeah. so many good scores out. I mean. Oh yeah. That. Uh, you know. Uh, it's it just. Uh, and 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 really wonderful composers and and uh, doing cool stuff and. And um, um, you know Austin's work is always, always something I want to hear. And, and um, Jason Hayes, I'm another big fan of him. And, and mm -hmm. um, uh, but there's and and uh, uh, anyway, there, <laughs> there's lots of great stuff out there. Um, and that's that's one that that uh, recently really. Uh, yeah. Really got my attention. And Quill from Moss is just absolutely adorable. Mm -hmm. <laughs> but yes, definitely. Buy your albums on vinyl for $25 a pop. <laughs> yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to say a massive thank you for being a part of the show. It's been a real honor. And hopefully, uh, we can hear great. something soon, new soon. Uh, yeah, well, there's always, there's always something. <laughs> so, yeah. Are you, are, are you going to be a GDC by any chance? I'm not. I'm not. I will. I, I'd love to go at some point. Definitely. You know, um, it's easy for me. Yeah. How far is it for you? Cause you're in California. Is that correct? Yeah. It's, 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 it's an hour drive. And I'm just, not oh, wow. Francisco, so okay. it's not... Oh, that's cool. So, Although this will be the first year I've gone actually for in a while just because of COVID. Um, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's pretty much stopped everything, hasn't it? Yeah, it was. It's nice what? to be back and. Yeah, definitely, but it, it's made everything more expensive now. Like I was looking at going away, um, with my best friend later on this year, and the same holiday we went on in two thousand nineteen is triple the price. For the same amount of days, for the same place, it is triple the price. I liked it, not that much. <laughs> <laughs> I paid That's less hard. to go to India back. <laughs> Jeez, yeah, well, it's that it's yeah. We're we're all we're all getting hit by that. That's for sure. Yeah, but on the flip side, I as I mentioned, I previously I've just been I've just come back from Dublin. Um, the flight cost me thirty four pounds forty seven, and then if I was to get I got a lift, but if I was to get a taxi from my house to the airport, it was thirty-five pounds. Right, uh, yeah. Or in a taxi, then I would my, my return flights. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah. 
scares are always really a strange thing. Yeah, it's definitely. <laughs> but yes, thank you ever so much for being part of the show. It's been a real honor um, speaking with you, and best of luck with whatever's coming out in the future. I'm sure we'll hear about that soon enough. My pleasure, uh, and uh, yeah, uh, keep your ears open, and I, I know I will. So, <laughs> great talk. Thank you.